0: Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. And if you feel like, praise God, that's the way I feel, then embrace that. Amen. But for all you Christians out there listening right now for whom church is nothing but something you do every Sunday morning, you need to repent. I'm, you need to re- look because, you know what, as far as I'm concerned, if David had with with far less spiritually than we as Christians have felt this way. What in the world is wrong with us when we have a better covenant based on better promises? Amen. Are you all hearing me? Yeah. Glory to God. Glory to God. In Psalm 92, verses 13 through 15 says, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. How many Christians do you think believe that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God and bear fruit in old age and be fresh and flourishing? How many do you think really believe that? Really believe that? Because that's what the word says. So if we're increasing in our faith, our relationship to God's kingdom, and remember, the church is the representation of the kingdom of God here on the earth. You know, whether you know it or not, the church is a government within itself, it's not a secular government controlling people, but it's a government within itself. We are representations of the ultimate government of the kingdom of God because the king is Jesus. People out in the world don't have Jesus as their king. He's still king, but they don't have him as their king. But we do. Amen. We know that Jesus is our king. Amen. And he's appointed representatives to lead and carrying out his business. And let's face it, even in the body of Christ, I know this from the many preachers I've talked to over my many years of ministry. In the body of Christ, instead of treating preachers like servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, people treat them like trash and kick them aside when they feel like it. Mm hmm. You don't have to say amen, but it's true. I know I've seen it. I've experienced it because people don't have the right mindset about the church, which is what I'm teaching you right now. This is the right attitude that we're supposed to have for the church. The church is a seed of the kingdom of God. Amen, amen, amen. And look, saints, if we, if we understood that we are a kingdom, that we are a people, which is what the Bible says, we are a holy nation, a holy people, a royal priesthood, if we understood that all this garbage that we've allowed to divide, the church would be out the window. Because we'd realize those of us who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ are brothers and sisters in the same family. Glory to God, glory to God. Why do you think, saints, that when communists take over a country, the first thing they do Is close the churches and lock up preachers. Because they need, they want to create an alternate kingdom and they can't have a kingdom in their midst. And they understand because the devil understands the church is a competing kingdom with the world. And the only way they can deal with that, shut them down and put those preachers in jail or kill them. And they've done it everywhere communism has taken over. They did it in Russia. They did it in China. They did it in North Korea. They've done it. They did it in Vietnam. They did it in Cambodia. They did it in Laos. Every, they did it in Cuba. Next time you see somebody wearing a Che Guevara picture on their shirt, you ought to say, oh, so you subscribe to mass murder, huh? Yeah. Because Che Guevara was a mass murderer. And so was Fidel Castro. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. Every time Castro came to the United States of America, he went to Abyssinian Baptist Church to speak. And I said then and I'll say it again. That's an abomination to put that murdering atheist in a gospel pulpit to talk to anybody. What they ought to be doing is laying hands on him and cast them devils out of him and get him straight before God. That's right. I said it, because it's an abomination before God. And Christians ought not be accepting any mess like that. Yeah, amen. We are a kingdom. We, Fidel Castro, when he's alive, represented the kingdom of hell, the kingdom of darkness. Why would you put somebody like that in your pulpit? Yeah, when you represent the kingdom of God and you're answering to Jesus Christ. That's right, that's right. I had... I had the nation of Islam so mad at me in Boston, I know they would have liked to kill me if they could because they would have preachers put Farrakhan in their pulpit and I publicly denounce him. I say it's an abomination for a gospel preacher to put that, that unbeliever in their pulpit to speak to people on the thing. Well, he's a black brother. He's a devil. Well, he's full of the devil. Had no business behind the holy desk where we proclaim the Gospel of Jesus Christ. That's an abomination before God. And anybody who does that, you know what that tells me? They don't know Jesus. Because if you know Jesus, you wouldn't dare disrespect him that way. You wouldn't dare dishonor him that way by putting somebody behind the desk that he set up who tells people that he's not the answer to speak to God's people. What's wrong with you? Glory to God. We are a kingdom, saints. And this represents, we represent this kingdom that is eternal in its earthly manifestation right now. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, the church from God's perspective ought to be the most powerful influence in the world. How can we be when we compromise like that? How can we be when we compromise like that? See. Most saints don't have a kingdom mindset and don't, I say most, many, because I I can't say that categorically because here again I haven't done any scientific polling. We do know that 75% of the churches in America no longer believe that the Bible is the word of God. We do know that. That's that's statistically documented. We do know that of the 25% that still believe that the Bible is the word of God and still believe that it is the final authority in all matters of faith and practice. Only 10 percent of those pastors are willing to to take the word of God and apply it to the issues of the day. Most of them, the rest believe it, but they don't want to say anything about it because they don't want to be controversial. They don't want to do what I just did and just publicly just tell it like it is. If I was in a church and, a, and, and, and somebody told me they were bringing Farrakhan in the church, I'd leave and never look back. Because I say, how in the world can you lead me to heaven? You don't have sense enough even to keep the holy desk holy. I'd go find me a pastor who really believed the Bible is the word of God and had a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because I'd assume the pastor who would bring Farrakhan into his pulpit doesn't know Jesus and doesn't know anything about what the Bible teaches. God condemned the children of Israel every time they relied on Egypt, every time they relied on on, on Syria, every time they went up to the godless nations and said, will you help us? God said, who am I? I, Can't I help you? We had a shooting in Boston where two two guys got into a gunfight in the church. It started outside, but one of the guys who escaped gunfire ran into a church and there was a funeral going on and they're having a shootout in the funeral. People are ducking and diving under pews. And, 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 and it, it, it. I mean, it was a major issue. And you know how the church resolved the issue? They asked the nation of Islam to be their guards. Uh, it, it, saints, we are a kingdom. That's like the United States of America reaching out to, 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 You name it, Great Britain or France is saying, would you all send some troops over? We need some some help to guard our country. We don't need their help to to guard what we have. We're capable of doing that on our own. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. As Christians, don't want the kingdom of God to have the kind of influence it needs to have because they don't want it to have that much influence in their own lives. Because Christians want to be Christians and still listen to gangster rap and they want to be Christians and still go out to the bars and they want to be Christians and still hang out and and talk all kinds of stupid stuff. Find some people who you know to be Christians, look at their Facebook page, tell me how Christian it is. Tell me, would you look at their Facebook page and say, wow, I, I can see that person loves the Lord. They don't want they don't want to have the kingdom influence everything and everybody because they don't want it to influence them that much. Because if you let the kingdom set your standards, guess what? It's, it, 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 look, it's constricting. Are you all hearing me? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said something on the radio the other day, I can't remember what it was. Uh, because I don't curse at all, but but whatever I said. It just struck me as a, as, uh, I don't know, I wasn't comfortable with it, so I withdrew it. (laughs) And said it in a way that I thought was, was less potentially offensive, because I don't even want to come close to saying things in a way that would offend Almighty God. Amen. And say, and and, and look, you know, I'm by no means perfect. Just ask Sister Jackson, she knows. (laughs) But I mean, there's some things I can do, right? There's some things I can do. You're not going to go to my Facebook page and find me talking about some dumb uh, Hollywood figure and how much I love them. I mean, well, I love them all in the name of Jesus, but but you know how much I admire them. I'm looking up to them. Oh, did you hear this new song they put out? I don't care. We, we, we should be kingdom minded. Amen. And if the church were kingdom minded, we'd be the most powerful influence in the world. You know what? We could have put a stop to this homosexuality nonsense. We could have stopped it cold. But so many pastors were afraid to say anything about it. The black church wouldn't say much. The the, the predominantly black membership church wouldn't say much because the first black president pushed it so hard. And if you opposed it, then you look like you were opposing him. And you don't want to oppose the first black president. I mean, you got to choose him over Jesus, right? Yeah, I said it and I mean it. Color of the skin shouldn't matter, not one whit. It's not about race, it's about righteousness, amen? But if the church had risen up, who knows, it might have been a witness to him. If the church had said, listen, Mr. President, we're glad we've got the first black president, but we are not in any way going to support you if you continue down this road. Supporting the killing of our unborn babies supporting homosexuality and transgenderism. It is an abomination in the sight of God And we're gonna trust God to take care of us. We don't need a black president to do it if you're going down that road Amen. Saints that the church will unite around the Bible instead of dividing over race and over party. Oh my goodness gracious There's no there's no power on earth that could stop our influence Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. In fact, to tell you the truth, there are people in the church today and throughout our history as a country, there have been people in churches who cared more about racial consciousness than kingdom consciousness. Because in the early part of our history, it was those Americans predominantly of European descent who were trying to Somehow amalgamate the gospel with a racial vision that said, well, you know, the slaves belong there because God put them there and that's what he wants for them. And we're quite all right in the sight of God to be doing this. Now, not all, but many justified it on some biblical basis. Because after all, you know, they're inferior, they can't take care of themselves, and you know, as if God didn't really make them with the same wherewithal intellectually that he made, with, made us with, and you know, all that nonsense. Well, most churches of European, uh, that are predominantly people of European ancestry, uh, have, have, of course, rejected that. They realized that was wrong, and they, they're no longer doing that. But now you've got minority churches that are into racial consciousness in the same way that the antebellum and post postbellum church was at, bef- just before and after the Civil War, in the same way that they were, now you've got that happening in predominantly churches of people of African descent, and so, in some cases, others as well. Where our racial solidarity is more important than our kingdom solidarity. Because after all, our big problem is not the devil, our big problem is white folks. Yeah, and I offer no apology either because it's that again, that's an abomination in the sight of God. Because the word of God says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we're supposed to put on the whole armor of God, not buy into some stupid black liberation theology or listen to some dummy like James Cone telling people that if the God you serve is not black, kill him. Now, saints, uh, this this stuff has just got to stop. It's just got to stop. I mean, that's what the KKK claimed that they were Christians. That's why they burned the cross. They they claimed that they were Christians. And that God had a special dispensation for them as white people. Now, what difference uh, sitting around talking about God has some kind of, certain people are of the devil by their Race, race, or ethnicity, and when we we are the, we are of God, it, it's all the same. And that's not kingdom consciousness; that's racial and ethnic consciousness. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Now, saints, let me say this, because if I haven't got myself into trouble yet, I'm working on it. If you belong to a church. That teaches race consciousness. That's not a church. That's a cult. If you belong to I don't care what the color of the church is, I don't care what the if you belong to a church that teaches race consciousness, that's not a church. That's a cult. Because Jesus didn't raise up any racial church. He said, on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, I know there's some people who are going to hold on to that and just go right on to hell with it. Because that's really their identity. And I keep saying to people, well, if you leave your body here and what makes you a certain background or ethnicity is the color of your skin. So you leave your body here when you stand before God in heaven. What are you? Lord, white guy here. Hey, Lord, black guy here. The Bible says he's the father of spirits, not the father of races. Amen? Amen. 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 And some people say, well, Bishop, now that's the world we live in. Yeah, but you know, what does the Bible say? The Bible says we are in the world, but not of the world. Amen. Listen, we are as Christians eternal beings. Eternal beings. And this is the seed of God's kingdom. So you mean to tell me, what, you're gonna have a segregated heaven? Where's the black section, Lord? Oh yeah, that's over there. I mean, really? If we're supposed to be ready, the Bible says heaven, we're citizens of heaven now. So what do we have? Red lighting in heaven? I mean, come on, saints. Why in the world, if we're kingdom people, are we trying to live in this earth as if we're bound up by all of the, 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 the nonsense and the division and the mess that the world has bought into? Glory to God, glory to God. No, no, no. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And just because the world thinks a certain way doesn't mean we have to buy into it. Amen. And saints, you know, Christians ought to be leaders. You know what? Leaders don't do this. Which way is the wind blow? Oh, yeah, me too. That's not leadership. Leaders say, yeah, yeah, I know everybody's going that way, but that way's wrong. Amen. We, we, we ought to be going this way. And I, I really believe this, that people whose hearts are set on the truth will hear the truth, and it will gravitate to them. Jesus said to Pilate, he said, for this cause I came into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. All who are of the truth hear my voice. Isn't that what he said? You know what that means, don't you? He said, I know a lot of people won't hear me, <laughs> because they're not of the truth. They don't love the truth. They don't want the truth. But those people who want the truth, who love the truth, who are of the truth, they're going to hear what I have to say. Amen. 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 Glory to God. And so, saints, how in the world, how in the world can we be all enamored, uh, love, call ourselves part of God's kingdom and be enamored of all this crazy stuff that's going on in the world? Jesus said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the scripture says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, listen to this, the lust of the eyes, what do I see? What do you look like? What do you look like? The lust of the flesh, the pride of life. I'm proud. I tell people, you know, how can you, listen, I can understand you being grateful for your ethnic background because if that's what God made you, obviously he had purpose in your life for that. But pride is usually something you have and something you did. And you didn't make yourself of Irish or Italian or African or Asian. You, you didn't get, you didn't choose that. That's just the way you came here. But God chose it for you. Amen. Amen. And you can be grateful to God because obviously within the purposes that he had for you, that's who he chose for you to be. Praise God. Praise God. But, but the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. This is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world is passing away along with its lust. But those who do the will of God abide forever. Amen? Amen. 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 So saints, we're part of a kingdom. What do we pray? Lord, Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Uh, the everlasting, uh, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And look, and of his kingdom and of his government, there shall be no end. See, we're part of a kingdom, saints, and we have a king. And we ought to love the church because the church represents God's kingdom in the earth. Amen? Amen. Amen. The book of Revelation says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. The old song says, all hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. You chosen seed of Israel's race, you ransomed from the fall. It didn't say anything about the color of anybody's skin. Talks about whether you're ransomed from the fall. Hail him who saves you by his grace and crown him Lord of all. That every kindred, every tribe on this terrestrial ball, to him all majesty ascribe, and crown him Lord of all. Saints, is your faith increasing? Or is your character getting better? Are your circumstances getting better? Is your kingdom fruitfulness getting better? Is your relationship with your spiritual leader, head, father, getting better? Is your relationships, are your relationships with others getting better? Are you giving more of your time, both in quantity or quality, even more importantly in your time and your talent to the kingdom of God, knowing that that has eternal significance and the other stuff that we do does not? What about your treasure? Is the kingdom of God a priority for your treasure? Have you grown in faith enough That the kingdom of God is a priority for your treasure? And saints, do you have that passion that I just shared with you? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Do you have that passion? How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. I want to say to those of you listening right now, you're sitting watching this and I'm glad you're watching it. Thank God you're watching it. But if you're one of those people sitting there saying, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to be in the fellowship of the saints. You're wrong. You're wrong. If you claim to love Jesus, you have to love what he loves. And you ought to be giving some of your time, your talent, your treasure to what he loves, what he said he would establish. Wasn't Bishop Jackson who said, on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus said that. And you claim to know Jesus, then you ought to love what he loves, and he said he was gonna build a church. Are you helping to do that? Are you helping to do that? Are we running around playing games, I'm a, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, I'm a this, I'm a that, as opposed to I'm on the word of the living God. I'm, I'm in the kingdom of God, and, and I, I, I don't say, let me find a place where I'm comfortable politically. I say, who is on the Lord's side? Amen, amen. Come unto me. People say, well, how can you be a member of that party? I, I say, uh-uh, it's not like I decided to agree with them. They agree with me. Amen. And when you stop agreeing with me in the kingdom of God, guess what? I have no part anymore. But I'm not going to be a part of something that's in Rank disagreement with the kingdom of God because I'm part of a kingdom. In the same way, I'm not going to, I'm not going to join an organization like the Communist Party that I know has a desire to subvert my country. That would make me a traitor. And all you people out there reading Karl Marx and all that, that makes you a traitor to this country and you ought to put it down. Come on back to the word of God. Come on back to the. The, 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 the legacy and traditions of our founding fathers, they weren't perfect men, but they had a love for God in their hearts and they had a desire to see every single one of us free, even though we weren't all free when it was founded. When it was founded. But I tell you what, we are now. At least you're free if you want to be, because Jesus said, whom the Son says free is free indeed. Now, you can be all up in bondage. You can, you can put your chains on yourself and, and, and run around as a victim if you want to. But if you want to be free, you just got to make a decision. Lord God, you made me free. I'm free indeed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus said, a mountain can't even get in your way. How in the world can race get in your way? Amen. He said, say to that mountain, get up, move. Say to that mulberry tree, get up, move. He said, it'll obey you. And we're running around as victims on the basis of skin color. We we gotta become kingdom minded. And you pastors out there, some of you going to these churches where these pastors are getting up in the pulpit preaching race. You tell that pastor, you need to stop. Preach the word of God. We're all one in the body of Christ. I don't see a black heaven and a white heaven and this heaven and that. There's one kingdom. There's one heaven. Preach that. Preach the righteousness of God. And if they won't do that, get on up out of there. Come on over here. Because that's what you're going to get here. Hallelujah. You might get your jaw slapped a few times in the midst of a sermon, but I tell you what, you're going to get the truth. It's gonna, they're going to be slapped in a good way. Amen? To make you, whoa, yeah. praise God. Yes, that's absolutely true. Hallelujah. Saints, Our faith has got to be increasing. I just challenge you, grow. Don't stay where you are. Don't stagnate. Grow. Grow. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and line up your perspective with his, not with the world's and and what you see the world setting as the norms. Let your norm be the word of God. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Stand up on your feet. Let me pray.